You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. So this morning, as we come around the Word, it's encountering Jesus in the most unexpected way. And the story that we're going to go over and read this morning is the journey of the two men on the road to Emmaus. You know, for all of us, we all encounter numerous people throughout the day. But there are moments when an individual comes along with an impact that can take us by unexpectedness because of the level of the effect that they have on us. And within our society, if we were to take a moment right now to think about people of impact, what comes to mind? Individuals maybe like Martin Luther King, Oprah Winfrey, maybe it's Steve Jobs and a favourite of mine, John Cabri. John Cabri, you ask? In 1824, Cabri was launched when he opened up a grocery store in Birmingham, England. What started with drinking hot chocolate was transformed by 1905 with dairy milk chocolate being launched and it is still successfully with us today. And even though I have a dairy allergy, I still have many fond memories and very occasionally a slip up here and there. But I'm talking about once a year. You know, I was in Coles the other day and I saw this lady dressed in a Cadbury Dairy Milk uniform and I thought, you must have the best job in the world. And I thought, do not go and have a conversation with her. I'm thinking, do you get free chocolate? What is it? Yeah, anyway. But people with incredible impacts. And for all of us, we know Queen Elizabeth II. 28 million people alone in England watched the televised funeral event of the Queen of England. She had incredible impact on the lives of millions. Her role as Queen Elizabeth II was defender of the faith and supreme governor of the Church of England. And this is the statement that she said to people, pray for me, pray for me that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making and that I may faithfully serve Him and you all the days of my life. This is Queen Elizabeth II. Another great person of impact is Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa devoted her entire life to caring for the poor in Calcutta, India. And each day, Mother Teresa went out to find and nurse the sick and dying who were lying in the streets, washed the sores of the disease and cared for the orphaned. And there was an English journal, journalist who, the name of Malcolm Muggeridge, and he wrote these words. As I was watching people's faces, ordinary people listening to her, Every face, young and old, simple and sophisticated, was wrapped with attention, hanging on her every word, not because of the words themselves, which were quite ordinary, but because of her. Some quality came across her and above the words. A luminosity seemed to fill the hall, penetrating every heart and every mind. And she said these words, love begins at home. And it's not how much we do, but how much we love, we put the, in the action that we do. People of impact. 
and some are long, long gone and many are still present. But the one who remains the same yesterday, today and forevermore is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the same, Hebrew says, the same yesterday, today and forever. And he is arguably the most famous person in history. Over 2 billion claim to follow him. That's one third of the world's population. He's represented in art and literature more than any other figure. And Time magazine called him the most influential person who ever lived. But who is Jesus? Well, Jesus, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And for the incredible impact he has had on my life personally, I am so thankful and I am so grateful. And what I thought many years ago growing up was an intangible God in the sky, far away, that was intangible, became so incredibly tangible that I know He is real because I know Him. God knows me and loves me. And this is not exclusive. This is for all. And I pray that all would come to know the reality and the heart of Jesus Christ and the opportunity that He gives to us all a relationship with Him. John 14, 6-7 says this, Jesus told him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And in the Bible, we read an incredible account of two men who encountered Jesus in the most unexpected way. And this is the journey of the two men on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus truly became the same yesterday, today and forevermore in the lives of these two men. And His impact not only revolutionised them, but transformed their lives in ways that they would never, ever forget. So can we look at the two men on the road to Emmaus? In the Gospel of Luke, we read an account of two men travelling down a road, walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus and how Jesus appeared to them. As they were walking from Jerusalem, their hearts were full of grief because of catastrophic events that had just taken place. These events were Jesus dying on the cross and what they had hoped of a Saviour seemed filled with unimaginable grief and loss that Jesus had now died. So now, walking away from the cross, carrying their incredible loss, they make their way to Emmaus. I think for all of us, when events go wrong, our natural reaction is to leave. Our natural reaction is to withdraw from the pain. But as they were walking away, a traveller approached them and walked beside them. Seeing their grief, he asked them what was wrong. And they responded, you must be the only person who has no idea about the catastrophic event that has occurred. For these two men, what appeared to be just a traveller was in fact a person, the very person that would bring dramatic life-changing impact most unexpectedly as this traveller was Jesus himself. What was unexpected? They had just seen Jesus die on the cross. Yet here he was, walking on the road with them, but they didn't know it was Jesus until the very end. It is a story 
that reveals to us not only something about who we are, but how Jesus opens our eyes to see him for who he is and how we can come to know him. The journey to Emmaus is both confusing and life-changing, but one that we will all find ourselves on. So can we focus on two moments that made this journey both unexpected and life-changing and what this means for us today? You see, two unexpected moments happened on the road. Firstly, it was the conversation. The conversation that took place with the man that walked beside them brought such impact that they said these words. Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the truth of the Scriptures to us? In other words, everything made complete sense when he spoke to us. How does a conversation with a complete stranger produce such transformation? How? When it is one of remarkable insight and truth that has the power to lift the burden of heaviness and grief. This is what happened. His words changed their lives. His words lifted their burden of grief. And secondly, the most unexpected moment that happened on that road is what they saw. What they saw and thought was a traveller was actually Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ, who they just saw die on the cross, was now the risen Jesus Christ. The intangible had become real. And as they get to the end of this journey, sitting at the table, about to share a meal with one another, they experience the unexpected. As Jesus blessed the food, suddenly, they said, suddenly their eyes were open and they recognised who the stranger was. It was Jesus Christ himself. Everything that they had hoped for was right next to them, revealing who he really was, the risen Jesus Christ. And seeing a dead man now alive was life changing. As for all of us could testify, somebody who died coming back to life would be life changing for every single one of us in this room. So what does this mean for you and I today? Well, this Jesus is the risen traveller who journeys with us and he is here today. He is here among us. He is here in his word, in revelation, revealing himself with understanding, journeying completely with you and I. And not only can you hear him, God can open your eyes so you can recognize Jesus Christ. So can we turn to the book of Luke today to learn of the transformation that took place in the most unexpected ways, two men on the road to Emmaus. Luke 24 verse 13, it says, That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. And he asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? 
And they stopped short, sadness written across their faces. And then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened here in the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. Why? Because he said he was the son of God. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. And this all happened three days ago. And then they began to say this, then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning. And they came back with this amazing report. They said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see and sure enough, his body was gone just as the women had said. It was unbelievable. They couldn't make sense of this, but this much they knew. The fact is the tomb was empty. The tomb was empty. But for these two men walking away from Jesus who had died on the cross, all they had left was their grief, rumours and talk, but no personal evidence. And we find their grief in this statement. And we had our hopes up that he was the one, the one about to deliver, rescue Israel and all its people to meet their needs. Hope had been deferred. And the Bible says that hope deferred can make the heart grow sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And today, is there a longing that needs to be fulfilled in our lives? Today, is there a sense of longing in your heart, in your mind that needs to be fulfilled in your family, in your relationships? Well, Jesus says that hope deferred makes the heart grow sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. The tree of life is Jesus. And the tree of life speaks about God's presence. It means God will show up to meet our needs with God's own life and His power. He heals the blind. He heals the sick. These disciples, the two of them, witnessed the fact of lame people walking as soon as they came into the very presence of Jesus Christ. And this has been made available to you and to I. This is not 2,000 years ago. It happened then, but it's been made available to you and I today because He is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. It transforms you. Jesus leads you to eternal life. This is an invitation to walk with God in a relationship as Jesus is the tree of life, a longing fulfilled is found in Jesus Christ. And for you and me today, this is a great opportunity for us all. When hope has been deferred in areas or significant seasons of our lives, longing can be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 
And not only will it transform areas of grief, but it will also lead you to a greater understanding of who Jesus is and why His words have the power to meet your very need. And for us today, it's as simple as talking to Jesus. Jesus' hope has been deferred in my life. My heart is sick with grief, but Jesus, would you show me what your hope is? Show me what my life looks like with your hope. Amen. It's just a simple prayer that every single one of us can pray at any time of our life. A simple prayer to God who hears you and sees you. He is a God who answers you today. And these two men, For these two men, they were about to experience this, their longing for a saviour fulfilled. On the road, travelling together, Jesus started to talk and address all their information accurately. The truth of his very words pressed on their confusion, confronted their grief and comforted their concern, which made way for hope. Hope to believe what the Scriptures had prophesied was real. Hope to believe again the hope of truth and peace. Hope that rose from the dead, the risen Christ. Jesus spoke these words to them and filled their hearts with hope. Luke 24 to 26 says this. These are Jesus' words as he's traveling them. Wasn't it clearly predicted? that the Messiah Jesus would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory. Then Jesus took these two men through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. What does this hope look like? God said he will finish what he starts They thought all hope was lost, but while deep in their grief, Jesus was on the cross in the ultimate act of love and sacrifice, dying for us so that we could no longer experience the sting of death, but have eternal life through his death, burial and resurrection. Why did Jesus die? Because he loves you. He loves you and He will come in the most unexpected way to reveal His truth to you through a simple conversation, yet life-changing. So today, He will continue His good work in you until it is finally finished when Jesus Christ returns. What does this hope look like? It looks like victory. Death could not hold him down. The word of God was fulfilled. The tomb was empty. Jesus was alive. He was true to his word. Hope is the cross, an empty tomb and a risen saviour. And not only did he bear our grief, but our sorrows he carried. He was pierced for our sins. He was crushed for our iniquities. He laid down his life for ours so that you and I could experience unspeakable joy, peace that surpasses our very understanding and truth that has the power to set us free. And his love never to be separated again as we receive Jesus into our life as our Saviour. Hope is a relationship with God and His grace is for all. But with Jesus, where grief lies, hope remains present. 
our longing for our Saviour has been fulfilled as Jesus is a sure hope, not a false hope. It is a sure because it is founded on a perfect, sinless God. And so this morning, what was that first unexpected moment on the road? It was the conversation that these two men had with this stranger. And it was right there in the midst of our looking for answers, Jesus met us. Jesus found us in our confusion. Grief meets joy, confusion meets truth, and Jesus is revealed. Luke 24, 32, they said these words to to each other. Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on that road and he explained the scriptures to us? And secondly, the unexpected moment on the road was what these two men saw. Jesus will make himself known to us in our everyday lives. Verse 28 says, By this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. And Jesus acted as if he were going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. And it says, as they sat down to eat, Jesus took the bread and he blessed the meal. Then he broke it and gave it to them. And it said, as he prayed, suddenly the men's eyes were open and they recognized him. It was Jesus risen from the dead. The intangible becomes tangible. Grief is restored. And for us, 2,000 years later, what does it look like for grief to be restored? Can Jesus be the very one that we have been hoping for? You know, as a young adult, this Bible to me, it was just words on a page. But many years ago, these words that were so intangible to a God that felt so far away became so incredibly real into my life, the intangible became tangible. I remember going to a very remote village in a country and there was this man with blind eyes and he came to us and said, pray for us, pray for us. And so we prayed for him. But it's nothing of what my words did. It's nothing of what I said. It was what I witnessed. I saw the hand of God come and touch that man's eyes and his white eyes that had been blind turned around to blue and he could suddenly see he had sight. I watched Jesus Christ. What I thought was intangible, what I thought was just words on a page, what I thought was just information become so real in that moment. I knew Jesus Christ was real. And Jesus wants to do the same for you. He wants to make the intangible tangible to you because He is a real God. He is a risen Saviour and He wants relationship with you. Another moment in my life and we see suddenly His eyes opened and together This blind man who was now seeing, we recognised him, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forevermore. The one we'd been hoping for was here. You know, there was a season in my life that I went through a, a very big season of grief. And you think, how can the intangible 
How can this God that we perceive to be in a sky, how can it become so real in the life of my grief and my family? And that's exactly what I saw Jesus do. I saw Jesus come to me in my season of grief. I saw him talk with me, share with me and show me the way out to the other side of this grief, which is joy. I found peace that surpassed my understanding as soon as I started to listen and walk with Jesus Christ. I saw the demonstration of his power over the life of my family where grief was removed and joy come into the very hearts and restored my whole family. Jesus wants you to hear him and see him and know him. And suddenly from my grief, my eyes were open and my whole family recognized him because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The one I knew would come, came. For the two men traveling to Emmaus, Jesus came most unexpectedly and impacted them through a simple conversation full of truth, causing them to see who he really was, Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. And suddenly, their eyes were open and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. And I love what they said. They didn't waste a minute. They were up and on their way back to Jerusalem, they found the other 11 disciples and their friends gathered together, talking away. It's really happened. The master has been raised up. Simon saw him. And then the two on the road to Emmaus, the two now in Jerusalem went over everything that had happened on the road and how they recognized him when he broke the bread. Hope was restored. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says these words, For God who said, let there be light in the darkness. God has made this light shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Philippians 3.10 says this, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. You see, the journey of the two men on the road to Emmaus, they encountered Jesus most unexpectedly. He was the one. He was the risen Christ that they had hoped for. Longing had been found and fulfilled and hope was restored. Can we bow our heads in this place today? Father, I just pray, Lord. Lord, most unexpectedly, you came to these two men. When you found them in their grief, you restored them back to peace and joy, knowledge and understanding. Father, when your truth comes, it sets our minds, our information free so that we can know the reality of Jesus Christ. And they just didn't hear you. They experienced you. They saw you, Father. You became so real and tangible to them. So I pray for everybody else on this day, on Good Friday. And Father, I declare the tomb is empty. Jesus, you have risen from the dead. And for that, we are so grateful and we are so thankful. You know, you may be in this room today, whether listening online or right now, and wondering what does it mean to walk with Jesus Christ? 
What does it mean to have a relationship with a risen Saviour? It means having conversations with Him. It means walking with Him. It means being loved by a Saviour that you will never be separated from again. And if you're in this place and you think, I'd really like to pray a prayer to say, Jesus, would you reveal yourself to me? Would you make yourself known to me? God, would you open up my eyes that I can see the reality of Jesus Christ? And if you're in this place today, And you want to pray that prayer to receive Jesus. Together as a church, we're going to pray this prayer. But if that's you, I want to invite you to pray this prayer for the first time. And as a church, we are going to pray this prayer with you. Can we stand in this place today? Romans 10.9 says this. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. So if you're in this place today and you've never prayed this prayer to receive Jesus into your life, into your heart, can you join with us in prayer today? Can we pray? Dear Jesus, Father, we declare today that Jesus is Lord. And Father, we believe in our hearts that God, You raised Him from the dead. And according to our faith, we will be saved. In Jesus' Name, Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.